Hello and welcome to the Underpowered Podcast, where even as busy adults, we still find time to game. My name is Shelby Stokes, and today my co-host is here, Casey Cool and Phil Karen. What's up, hey, guys? Hello, Mac. And joining us on this episode are Evan and Corbin Peterson, the masterminds behind the awesome YouTube channel, Gaming Productions. They are here. Welcome, guys. Thanks for joining us. I, know I have we, been saying gaming productions all day and night. I love the title. Totally into it. Well done, guys. <laughs> Very clean. Yeah, we're, we're actual brothers in real life, so that's where the productions yeah. or the bro part of production comes. Um, like a lot it. of people might not know that, but yeah. I had two theories. Either you were brothers or you were total frat bros, and you were just committed <laughs> to the bro life, and I was like, okay, JRPG bros. I, got a real, I, I don't know how many people are leaning into the whole frat life thing as bros. I mean, maybe True. they're out there, but I man. think it's a very short lived window. I think if you're a 35 year old frat lived bro, that um, do you remember the show Workaholics? Oh, oh yeah. 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 So there's yeah. that episode where they meet Stan Halen and they like start their own frat, and he's not actually oh, a frat. Yeah. That's I think that's where the frat boy goes wrong at that point when you're yeah, it's too much, <laughs> too much. You know, Took it to an extreme level. It's too much. Yes, so. yes, yes. Well, I, I know it's late, you guys' time. So I, I have to. We we did just got done last month with JRPG July, and we were trying to get you on then, and we couldn't really connect. But I found your channel. You guys make really great videos. I want to tell you that first. I watched a bunch and really enjoyed them. What what made you start your channel? How did this? How did you guys begin this project? Um, so we actually started our channel like a long time ago, probably like six or seven years back. Um, but we only put out a couple videos. We had no clear direction. I think we did like a super punch out review or something. Um, but we, yeah, it was, we were just younger. Didn't really know what we were doing. Kind of just winging it. So we gave up for a while. Um, then COVID happened in 2020. COVID, yes. Yeah. So we're like, we're going to be spending a lot more time inside uh might as well try to get this youtube thing going and this time around we actually had a clear direction and kind of planned as far as like focusing on jr jrpgs and whatnot the style of our videos have definitely kind of i guess changed as we've just gotten more experience putting out stuff um but we always knew we wanted to kind of focus on the jrpg niche Yes. Now we, we, we always talk about what we consider a JRPG too. Like I know you guys just made the awesome video about protagonists and I was watching that today and that's great. Do you feel like, like something like a monster hunter would be in vain for you guys too? That would that be considered JRPG for you? Um, Final Fantasy 14, where it's an MMO, but it's JRPG influenced. Yeah, I start branching out a little bit. Yeah, um, stuff like that starts getting a little muddier. You know, like um, Monster Hunter at this point, probably not the style of game we would cover. Final Fantasy 14 could, you know, we do cover Final Fantasy games. So right. We have talked about branching out kind of in the future. Um, but as far as now, yeah, kind of more traditional JRPGs, action JRPGs. Um Stuff like stuff like that. Yeah. Who? Uh, what was your background before the YouTube channel? Were you guys working in video editing and production, or? So I studied filming college, so that's what I was doing for a living. And I had lots of different um, areas I, I would work in, 
from like sports broadcasting to like weddings to corporate stuff, things like that. And, um, you know, of course COVID happened and it's like, Hey, Corbin, it's like, I guess it's a good time. We can, you know, finally start to get into this, you know, cause work is slow. So that's when we started to really, you know, dive into it more. Um, yeah. As far as me, I didn't really have a background in it. I mean, my background existed as far as just playing a lot of JRPGs and stuff. Okay. Um, but I worked in like fitness and as a new, new, nutritionist and stuff so not really related to anything i'm doing now right it's a, but i've always had a huge passion for jrpgs and it's you know talking about video games and rpgs in in particular is something i've always really really enjoyed some like message boards and forums so so that'd be fun to do it with youtube pretty much now who's the who have you who's the older brother i'm the older one okay so when you got when you guys played JRPGs because they're single player games, what were the fist fights like for the controller? Honestly, it was fine though, because like, so obviously, you know, mostly just single player, but honestly, I would watch him play and vice versa. Like, there was games I would play and he would just send it back and just kind of watch and I would do the same as well. Um, well, and Final yeah. Fantasies are two players, right? Final Fantasy VI is. You can set that. Yeah, some of them were, I think. Yeah. I didn't really get much into RPGs until like the PlayStation era. Yeah, mm. um, Super Mario RPG was like my first one on the Super Nintendo. And great game. Great. Oh yeah, amazing game for sure. Yeah. At that point, I didn't really know what an RPG was though. I just thought it was like a different type of Mario Mario game. And it wasn't until like PlayStation RPGs that I was like, oh wow, there's like a whole style of games that are exactly like this and stuff. Um, but yeah, we, we mainly watched each other a lot, kind of just playing games. I remember watching him play Final Fantasy X and Chrono Cross. And a lot of classics, you know. Um, it's interesting. Twenty-two, and yeah. yeah. So then, going the Super Nintendo, is something you had to go back to, right? The, yeah, the, for the a game. lot of those. Uh, yeah. yeah, for a lot of like the classics. I remember I played Chrono Trigger for the first time in high school, probably about like ten years after it came out or something, and that really blew me away because it was like at up up until then I had a harder time getting into the older school RPGs, kind of. And then Chrono Trigger was like a gateway for me where I just had a, such a good time with it that I was wanted to check out like everything from that era at that point. Well, Phil's playing Chrono Trigger because we do things from our backlog or anything currently that we've always wanted to try it for the first time. He's been playing it like for the last few weeks on our stream. Um, nice. Phil, what's your experience so far with Chrono Trigger? How, is that, how has it opened you to the JRPG genre? Well, I had played some other ones in the past, and I was similar to you two, where I didn't really jump on until about the PlayStation. I think my first one was Final Fantasy VII, and honestly, what what gave me the allure for Final Fantasy VII was that it was four discs, right? And so in my little kid brain, I was like, oh, this has got to be the longest game ever because it's four discs. Right. So, so for JRPG July, I was like, well, let's go with a classic that I missed, so I've been playing Chrono Trigger, and I told Shelby this last week, the game the game does something really well that when you have a game mechanic that kind of fixes an issue that everyone has a problem with, um, that it's only going to reinforce the experience, right? So and for me in RPGs and JRPGs, the thing that I hate the most is walking, right? Just like walking, traveling really long distances and getting caught up and then feeling like I'm not using my time. Like the other morning when I was playing, right? I was right. just jumping. It was like a rough stream, the stream crashed. And I was like jumping through time periods. And I didn't know what I was doing. And I felt like I only have an hour, hour and a half to play and I wasn't getting anything done. But Chrono Trigger does a really good job at like keeping everything really close to together 
Um, mm -hmm. So like all of the map locations are five seconds away from each other. Yeah. And even the time to travel, it, like if you're going to another time period, is like 15 seconds as opposed to like, if I was playing a game like Final Fantasy VII and I didn't have a vehicle or I didn't have a chocobo or something like that, you know, I would have to travel for 10 minutes to a city and then I get to the city and I find out there's nothing for me to do there. And then I go, well, I wasted my entire time to play. And I felt that way as a kid too, because as a kid, I had heavy, heavy restrictions placed on me for gaming. So I was, I was allowed, you know, an hour or two hours a weekend. So if I, if I didn't maximize my time, then I, then I would just abandon the game, which is why I played fighters or other things where I got more out of it at that time. Right. I'm, I was watching you and I could see like, I'm like, Oh, I get it now. Cause I'd love to, you, we were talking about you playing Zelda, but you're kind of one of those gamers where it's like, this is, and Shelby is sometimes the same way. It's like, give me the checklist. Give me the thing to do. I like, don't give me too many options. Cause I, the, the options can be overwhelming. Right. Is that. Listen, yeah. time, is, time is money, baby. <laughs> like we need to get through this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's true. And it's also like, right. I always look at it from a realistic perspective of like, it's the end of the world. Like, I'm not going to be going on some side quest to save this cat during like when the world. Gotta is save the cat? What right. kind of person are you? When the world is ending. But I will say to you too, uh, here's my question for you. I was looking at your YouTube channel and first a huge uh, congratulations. Number one, just I think if there was any bright spot at all to COVID, it's that a lot of creative people had time to really focus in on let's just like get the reps in and just like do the repetition of making a bunch of things and kind of figure out our niche. I know that I was doing the same thing when I, I wasn't working either. And uh, I was just like, what am I going to do? And I was writing a lot and I was able to put in repetitions over a year and actually develop my skills. But what was the first video for you guys that really did numbers for you and then you woke up in the morning and you were like wow this is gonna become something really big and how was that um it was probably that squaresoft in the in the 90s video yeah. i think we put that out probably about a year into our channel maybe like a little year year after or something um but it kind of started off just like a normal video it was doing a little bit better um then like a week a week or two later it just like started really really picking up to where it was around Christmas time too. Was when it happened. Yeah, it was around Christmas time. So that was pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, like, oh shit, it's going. Number go up. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, you, it, you kind of wake up, right? And oh. then you're looking at the analytics and you're like, because uh, I know that we posted one the other day and, and for us, like 2000 was a big number. And I woke up and I was like, oh my goodness, this is like, it was freaking me out. Like, oh, we have 2000 mm -hmm. views on, on a video. So I can only imagine like waking up and looking at that analytics, like, what is going on here? Like, well, who is watching this? You know what I mean? So congratulations yeah. to you too. Thank you. Thank you. It's definitely like an exciting feeling. Cause it, like at that point, I think we probably weren't, weren't even getting like a thousand views on like a video. Like we'd maybe get like a thousand or something. Right. I'm and looking at one. your, your progression and it's crazy. Like, and then your first video is actually not JRP. It's super punch out. Yeah. So that's what we had our channel like seven years, seven yeah. years ago. A little rougher, but Hey, yeah, guys, we're we're right now. And it's cool, that you, it's cool that you guys left that video on there. Like, you didn't be like, oh, no, that was an old thing. No, that wasn't us. We weren't doing Like, you just left it on there. It's like part of your creative process. And right. like, right. just like, hey, that was part of the journey. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a little relic to look back on, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, so what, um, I, I'm curious, Have like, what are some ideas you guys are working on for video? Or how long does it take you to produce and edit a video now? Uh, the last one we did probably took about a couple of weeks, I would say, with uh, the writing, the narration, the editing, 
uh, just structuring the whole video and the sounds and things like that. And I, because we want to get one out a little bit quicker, but like the Enix one, that one took like a while, like what three weeks to month, maybe quarter like a month. Yeah. Like um, over an hour long as we've, as our channel's growing, you know, we've kind of been more, I guess, motivated to increase our quality and stuff. And that yeah. kind of, you, you can see it too in time. the videos. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So we've kind of been, uh, taking a little bit more time with our editing and narration and all that stuff. So I'd say a video could take anywhere from like two weeks to a month, depending on the type of project, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Some are a little bit more in depth than others and stuff. I mean, the last one, the last piece of content I watched from you guys was the 10 uh, JRPG protagonists. And I was impressed with the amount of like attention to detail and just asset management and accumulation you guys had gone through just to get all of those assets in one place is really like holding up the genre in an entire in its entire form. And the amount of different games that you mentioned and then the care that went into it was notable and and was really impressive. So I commend you guys on on that video specifically and i know there's a lot of quality content here just looking through your catalog yeah and it, 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 it'll obviously be in our description when for those that are listening to the audio of this um so what are are there any ideas that you're still ruminating with or is there anything that's been scrapped that you want to go back to like we wanted to do this didn't quite work out let's go back to it um so there are certain video topics we've kind of had the idea for a while, but we kind of want to wait until we're a little bit bigger. We feel like if we release some of them, they kind of just may get lost in the mix for now. So we're trying to focus on some content ideas that we think has a good chance of seeing some decent numbers. Granted, we are like, it's like stuff we want to make still, but it's stuff that we think can also potentially sit well and like the algorithm and whatnot. Right. Like our Squaresoft in the 90s video. That was like, huge hundreds of thousands of views right now, which is way crazier than we ever thought. So we're working on like an Atlas in the, in the nineties uh, kind of as like another similar style, just a different company to focus on. Do you guys think you'll do any like let's plays where people will watch you play JRPGs? Have you thought about doing any of the live streaming at well, that point? I mean, if we did it'd probably be on a different channel, I don't know if we keep it on our current channel. We probably have it just separate. So, um, like a or gaming productions on Twitch, you could do that, right? Something, yeah, like that so yeah, right. So, yeah, it's definitely something I've thought about, you know, like it would just be kind of fun. Just uh, I mean, I'm already like playing like the games, like any, any, anyway, so might as well play right. in front of people, right? Exactly. Um, so, yeah, we thought about getting into Twitch or. If then your wife doesn't get mad at you or your significant other. Like, no, I'm doing this for money, dear. I have to play exactly. these games. Right. I do have to, like, you know, I have been saying, like, you know, I playing this video game is kind of part of my job now. I'm like, a, yeah, I'm like, a, I'm like away. So it's kind of an excuse just to, it's, yeah, just play. How does that go over? Does that actually, like, is that well received or is it like, no, no, I see through it? Um, a little bit of both, <laughs> you could say. <laughs> so. Yeah, you guys have partners at home that are you. I'm single right now. Okay. Um, I started dating someone pretty recently, like a couple months ago. So she's still learning the extent of how deep nerdy you are. RPG and video <laughs> yeah. games. I am. So yeah. uh, see, we're 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 all married and dads. So like it's okay, you know, cool. And so like my nice. my our, our thing is like, well, we can play with our kids or. We do certain things uh, to get time with gaming. And what so, Casey's saying is we can't conceal our nerdum anymore. Yeah, like we, we just, have to they have to know. It's out. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. It is what it is, you know. <laughs> so when, when you two go into the research phase of 
of making these videos because obviously these videos are like very well researched and like Shelby was saying, you put a ton of facts and compile a ton of information. What does that look like for the two of you? Do you sit down and go, okay, we have this idea and then get out a pen and paper and write down every single thing that you want to cover? Or what does the research part of it look like for you guys? I would say like, you know, we're brothers. So him and I think very similar and we kind of know how we think. So like, here he knows how I'm gonna edit something. And I know how he's gonna maybe say something. So I kind of already have some, some, something's already, you know, planned out. But right. uh, Corbin does a lot of the research and he, of course, he does the narration, the writing. And, you know, I take care of the editing and the sound and the, of course the filming as well. So you know, when we combine together though, we just kind of like have this unspoken kind of like language. We kind of just know what is gonna happen. Um, but once I hear Corbin's audio, it's just, you know, things start coming to my mind, how to piece things together. Cause you know, I play a lot of these games as well. Corbin's played more than I have, but you know, I know a fair amount, like you know, what he means exactly. And of course he'll come in like fine tune things as well to add his, uh, his two, two cents. So it makes it all a very coherent, like, you know, unified video. Are there any things that the two of you do to sort of avoid burnout? Cause I know one of the things that we talk about over here, especially with our busy lives, like having kids and like wanting to work on these projects and want to do all these things. It's like, there's the need to like put out content a lot. And what do you, how do you feel as someone who's like put out some big time videos that have got real, real numbers about like, do you think about burnout? Is it something that you just naturally enjoy? Do you just pace yourself with a project over the course of three weeks or how do you keep that consistency going? Um, I would say, well, first of all, like we're very passionate about the contents that just makes it easier to kind of avoid burnout. Um, but with that said, burnout is kind of inevitable for everything if you're just putting in a you know crazy amount of hours. So that's why we kind of have been um, taking our time a little bit more with our like, videos kind of going for the quality over quantity approach um to kind of avoid burnout and just you know overall give more quality and polish um so yeah yeah. i have a question for you so so (laughs) whose whose influence was it that put yakuza like a dragon's ichiban kasuga so high on the top of the list that was me that was him (laughs) Yeah, you man. are my favorite. <laughs> I <laughs> absolutely awesome saw that and got badass. Like I was giggling to myself because I'm not a big JRPG, and that was one or person. I'm not a big JRPG person, and this one grabbed me. And I was like, I love this character. Like, how yeah. many people aren't talking about this guy? See, and when I saw it JRPG pop up guy. in your two yeah. spot, I was like, Pfft. you know, like I initially kind of had him lower when I was thinking of like the list, but then like the more I, the more I thought about it and stuff i was like you know i don't know if i should let nostalgia play such a big factor into some of these rankings like it'll play a little factor for sure but i was like someone as recent as ichiban you know granted you know i haven't had like years and years for him to like stick stick with me he like just made such a really good first and first impression that you know kind of like you said like he's just such an awesome guy like how can you not love this love this dude you know so yeah, yeah. I, I was just awesome blown game. away. Like, I was giggling to myself the entire time. So, mad props. Mad props. And, like, the amount of game gaming research you guys had to do, or just, like, I was so impressed at the depth in which you know JRPGs. Like, are there any that you're, in your mind, thinking, um, you know, this is one that I need to get to? Or do you feel like you've pretty much felt the majority of the JRPGs in the space? Um. I mean, I've played definitely, I guess, most of what you could probably call like yeah, the classics and stuff like that. 
but there's still like a good amount of games out there that are considered very good that I haven't got gotten around to yet. It's mainly on certain systems, like a lot of the say the Sega Saturn RP RPGs oh, yeah. I haven't really gotten around to. Some of those are like crazy expensive now, mm-hmm. um, yeah. like five hundred dollars or more or something. So, when are you going to do the worst? protagonists when you're gonna do the other side of the coin and like just maybe who do you think is maybe a bad protagonist because then you're talking about bad jrpgs right right right. (laughs) yeah that's definitely an interesting topic i feel like topics like that can be a little more controversial because you may be hating on someone's like favorite character or whatever so some comments which is so fun (laughs) right you know, some people are very passionate about their games and comment and like characters and whatnot. So uh, we've yes. kind of almost avoided doing top 10 lists for a while just because some people can get a little upset based on how you rank stuff. But ultimately, that doesn't really matter. You know, it's just but all. You know, and you games. did the right thing to give honorable mentions both in the front and True. the back. Like you kind of peppered them through. You talked about ones that people would complain about. Like, oh, my cloud's not in here. You know, you guys like addressed right. all the. You almost got in front of the complaints. And I don't want to derail this conversation, but uh, big ups to Hunter Pot Pie, our first sub since oh, wow. being Twitch Thanks, affiliates. Man. So oh, nice. uh, way to go, Hunter. We appreciate you. So uh, Corbin, uh, Evan, you were here for the first sub. So when we're big time, you got to come back. Milestone. Iconic moment. Exactly. Oh, exactly. games. Yeah. Well, and what I like about the protagonist video, uh, to get us back to there too, it's not like, Cloud. It's not like people that everybody says to, right? right. You had a lot oh. of that too. And like, I think we can all agree Titus would be on one of the worst 10 characters, right? Or Titus, whatever you want He's to say. He's definitely a love or hate type of person, yeah. I feel like. I feel like I have very polarizing opinions on him. And cut to the cringe laugh right there. That would be the <laughs> that would be the cut, right? That would be the polarizing. No, I, I fully agree. People really like him or don't. Um, what are some games you guys are playing right now? Like that you maybe are you playing anything? the because now that you do it for work what do you play that's do you play things that aren't jrpgs for fun or what do you what's in your guys log of games i was just yeah, playing yeah something different Go on, uh, apex as well as just playing and just got a win just right before this as well so all right cool <laughs> nice. podcast let's go so <laughs> shelby's cool. been playing Fortnite, and he's been promoting his uh battle royale wins in our discord <laughs> and i'm I've been asking him if it's bots still or not, but that's the is Apex full of bots? Um, I think I've seen. Right I haven't now. really noticed it. I mean, granted, I guess I I don't know for sure. Um, don't play like the highest tier, but yeah. yeah. So I kept getting wiped in Apex for the first couple of rounds is like when it first came out and it was the hotness. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can win a few of these. Mm. So it could have been bots or it could have just been everybody was so noob at that point that I actually got a win. But uh, yeah, Apex was my first Battle Royale and uh, I'm a big fan, big fan. Yeah, it's fun. I still, uh, yeah, just casually I'll get online with Evan and we have another one of our friends that that we'll like squad up, squad up with. So I'll play that every now and then. As far as like RPGs and stuff that I'm playing, I've been kind of playing some older like games as a recent, nothing that new. Um, Currently I'm playing through the first Star Ocean game. Star Ocean 6 is coming out later this year and we may plan some content with the older Star Ocean games leading up to that one. So I'm starting with one now. Probably gonna play. Is, the are you doing the one. remake of it that they have for like Switch? I'm just playing, playing the original Super Famicom version. Wow. The okay, translated cool. one, obviously. Um, 
But yeah, it's first to... departure, right? First departure R is the remake of it, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That I was kind of done that. in the style of like Star Ocean 2 as far as like the graphics and the combat and stuff. Star Ocean 2, I that's a game I played in high school because a friend mentioned to me. In uh Giant Bomb, there's a guy who has it on his top ten games every year. Oh, yeah. Because because there's there's so much still to uncover in that game. Like there's all these different oh, plausibilities yeah. and like mm-hmm. the new gameplay. You can get to level nine hundred ninety nine, which is unheard of, you know, for a JRPG. Right. I yeah, that game that game goes places. I've always said it's like a very ambitious game that was ahead of its time in a lot of ways. I feel like with certain mechanics and just how much stuff they like, you know, stuffed into that game. Essentially, yeah, it's probably like uh, yeah, for sure. It's a uh, it's always hard to give exact rankings, but it's probably like a top five PS1 RPG for me. That system has so many classics, you know, between the yeah. Final Fantasy, Xenogears, Grandia, Wild Arms, the list goes on nice. and on. Yeah. So. And on the PS1, there's some PS1 ones I missed that I need to get back to. I've been I've been JRPG'd out because I just finished Triangle Strategy. When I say finish, I mean I hundred I did every ending, I got every character, oh, wow. I did everything because I'm a masochist. I'm just like to torture myself. Right on. Um, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, <laughs> I have so, I have so, so much yet. respect for you, Casey, on that 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 you have the patience to go through and do every side quest and unlock every it's, it's, item. Oh, it's man. why I'm a teacher too, because I'm an incredibly patient person. Like you know, you get all these questions every day. No, it's um that game did a lot for me, but I don't even know if it'll be my game of the year. To be honest with you, I uh I really enjoy. I have 144 hours into it. And oh wow. I did every, and like the thing it took really hard was I did hard mode for the final like the perfect run because I again I'm stupid and uh, it's it's a game that because I, I like D and D and I've always like choose your own adventure and I like consequences to your actions but you can really see the consequences if you do one of the runs and then if you do the golden run second you still get to see you don't have to uh, do what I did I'm like, kind of looking like tell me don't like the Michael Jordan meme stop it. You're hurting yourselves. Just say no. It's a beautiful game, and it does some things. Like, do you remember the movie Butterfly Effect with Ashton yeah. Kutcher back in the oh, '90s? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Classic. I like that movie. People, people movie, like to yeah. dunk on me for that, and it, I think it's a well-shot movie. But I, I always stuck with me because I saw it when I was in high school. And you think about consequences for your actions. Like, well, what if I did this instead of that, right? And um, the big thing that stuck with me in this game is that you you get to see the play out like, Oh, if I did this uh, versus this, you can kind of live out those lifestyle choices. But like in D and D your con- your choices have consequences. Like they're weighted. There's this one sequence where if you burn down the village earlier, it like the character, the people in the town will come talk to you and be like, Oh, that was my house. And it, it changes the ending for you. Where if you go through the game the next time, don't burn it down. It can unlock other things. And, um, it's a really good game. I think people, sh- if you're a JRPG fan, you should definitely buy it. I think it would be a buy. But it's something that I don't think it's a must own. I think there's a lot of other great JRPGs on there. But if you like, and here's the other thing it's a lot of talking. It's a great, great grid, great grid feel, really good talk. But uh, it's it's a dialogue, it's a very story driven game. And. Mm-hmm. I think I think Shelby can uh, quote me on this. Like, if I get too many dialogue boxes, I'm spamming square right through those. See, like, I'm yeah. Oh man, yeah. I'm like, dude, there's got to be some combat around. Right. Here. The story's good though. 
the story's good. We had Parker Simmons on a couple weeks ago, and he talked about the voice acting didn't need to be there. The story's intriguing, and I fully agree. You don't need the voice acting, but once you see it twice, you kind of like, okay, I get it now, right? Like I, I see the depth. They did a good job. Um, I still think the the this like two D HD style Octopath is still my favorite to do that. And then I have Live Alive like in my queue of games to play, but I don't know if I'm ever going to get to that. I mean, I think if you're going to get to it, now's the year, right? Right. But it's a definite buy it. I think people should try it. And I think I, I personally need a JRPG break, to be honest with you, because of this. I'm like, all right, let's uh, let's slow it down. You know, I hear that life for sure. Like, I mean, I think the JRPG July has been awesome. But at yeah. the same time, like, it's nice to kind of taste different genres as well. Like, playing Mohan was fun with you, even though I got owned when we got uh, yeah yeah you did i mean for someone that was going to quote unquote carry us through the match you did die here's what i hate about this you don't get to see your damage in that game so you know who's carrying there's not like a hey this person was like top top damage because i I mean i saw you take a lot of damage if you know what i mean also true this (laughs) is also true (laughs) they were carting you away yeah you know, get um, good. Capital G U D. Yes, I have to get good. Um, are do you guys have any games you play together on the regular, Corbin and Evan? Like, oh, hey, let's it's Friday night or get together. Like, I know you said Apex, but anything between you two? Any compet? Where's the com- brother competitiveness in gaming? I want to know. Like <laughs> yeah. Mario Kart, there's got to be it's something. Pretty chill, pretty casual, like co-op I mean, games. Yeah, we usually play more together on teams. Like before Apex, we played a lot of Overwatch. Mm. Uh, we did play some Fortnite for a while, for a while too. Um, I never got super into Fortnite, though. He was definitely more of an Overwatch guy and stuff. So we yeah. played that a lot. Um, obviously, as as we were kids, we played a lot of uh, Mario Kart, like you said, GoldenEye, you yeah. know, a lot of the multi, multiplayer classics from that from that era. Yeah. What was, the was there? Sorry, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, not at all. Go um, ahead. What was the game last Corbin we beat for the uh, SNES? It was a Secret of Mana, or it was like not? Oh, yeah, we beat a uh, Seiken... Second, Second Dead Suit Three. Three, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, Trials of Mana. Yeah, right. It was right before they announced that they yeah. were like making an English like port or whatever, you know. But the English uh, port's only one player, so you guys got the better experience. Oh, really? That, yeah, I yeah. Didn't I, know that. I have it on Switch. And I got it for twenty bucks, and it's super fun. Um, and it's a they did a lot of like quality of life improvements. But those, have you guys ever played Secret of Evermore? Yeah. 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 Mm. I think there's something like the be- best uh, JRPG pets too, because that's got to be. That's I was trying to give you guys like right? ideas. Yeah, dude, it's a boy and his dog story. Everybody loves the boy so, and his dog story. That's funny you mentioned that because we have thought about doing a video about like animal companions or pets and RPGs or something like something like that. Yeah, but that's a video we're kind of waiting to kind of grow a little bit more because I don't know if that would, I don't know, sit really well in the YouTube algorithm and whatnot. Some of our more like unique video ideas like like that, I feel like our subscribers like them, but they just don't really hit as many views as some right. other like content ideas. Uh, but we definitely want to do that at some point. It's really random. Shelby put a video of him talking about cupcakes and Hitman, and that was apparently a hitter. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. But Hitman's – Shelby, like how far are you into Hitman? Uh, I, I just beat Hitman 2. So I'm playing Hitman 3. And I'm, if you have heard, cool. If you have not, now you know that they put all of the Hitman maps from the 2016 reboot of Hitman 1, Hitman 2 are all in this Hitman 3 package. So I've played through the first two games by way of Hitman 3. And um, 
I'm liking it. It's good. It's uh, it's it's a lot of fun to just sneak around. It's ridiculous at times, you know. Like you walk into situations where you're just a bald guy and he's pretending to be like a drummer out of nowhere, and people are like, "Yeah, that's the guy, totally." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty well, good. I watched in, and you were in some like theater, and there was like tons of people, and they were burning someone at the stake, but you yeah. weren't killing the person. I was like, "What's going on there?" It was brutal. So that was a bunch of billionaires who were on an island trying to manipulate energy prices for the common man. So now you're tasked with murder. Mm. And what what I think is so funny is that you your play style, Shelby, speaks so much to who I am as a person because you are you're exactly like me and that you walk into one of these games. And I think this is probably where the game has a bunch of replayability, right? Which is that people can use there's all these different ways like you are on rails a little bit but like there are all these different ways that you can get to the same objective but you're just like me you walk in and you start off trying to do things like in the way that the game wants you to it's like oh we're gonna pick up this disguise and then we're gonna pick up this poison and then the game eventually devolves into you throwing a wrench at every single person <laughs> on the map until the map is clear and then you just finish the level so Have you guys I, uh, seen? it speaks to me Evan Corbin, have you guys seen Hitman? Have you seen people playing? Which, yeah, which one is the one where you can throw a suitcase and it, like it flies? I seen that's this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. like, what yeah. what's up with this? Is I never understood it though. It's yeah, I've seen like clips of the game, and like one of my friends got like really into Hitman Two, I think, back in the day. So I've heard good things about it. I've just never personally played it myself. It's yeah, and wild. it's been on my backlog for a while. So I played through a little bit of Hitman 1 back in the day, bounced off of it really hard, and then people just continue to talk about the second and third one. So it's like, okay, they re-released it. I'm just going to hop in there and do it. So by the uh, end of the year, I will have all three of those Hitman games completed. I am now on Hitman 3, and there's six maps in total, so it's doable. Do you think of a Hitman now as, like, one experience that way to play it? Like, is it just the Hitman, or do you, can you do? are you distinct, like, one is very different than two or do they all kind of flow i mean it's hard for me to say based on the fact that i played the first two games in the hitman 3 engine so mm -hmm. they all feel very similar i'm sure there's been quality of life improvements over time but i don't remember much of a huge change between mechanics between one when i tried that back in 2016 when it released and this year um, what I will say is that they have gotten a lot better at building those levels. So you can see the evolution of like the system they put in place in the beginning and they're trying things out. And by the end of the first game, you're like, okay, they went places. And in that second game, they start playing with different concepts and almost trying to break the system or pushing it to its limits with the different paths you can take. And I imagine they're only going to push that envelope even further in this third um, installment of maps. So I'm enjoying it way more than I thought I would. Um, the story is pretty good. Like it's not the reason to play Hitman, but um, it's the reason to play is murder. <laughs> I'm there to see when I watch. Yeah. When I walked in. Throw muffins at people, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I I just it's so creative. I, that's what I want to see though. I want to see like the goofy murders. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're walking through like killed. There was that lady with the weird haircut, and I was waiting for you to push her down the stairwell or something because she straight up watched you ice somebody, and she didn't scream either. She just kind of looked at you and kept like, I was like, is the game broken? I would have to say that one of my favorite segments is when I was in the Bollywood level and there's this lady like Bollywood yelling at her employees on a bridge. There's like 40 people down below looking up at her and I just like kind of get far away and throw an iron from like 
probably 10 to 15 yards away. It pings her, and then she falls off the bridge and dies. And it's like, mission complete. <laughs> That's hilarious. Story wins, baby. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I think, talking about complete, I think we need to kind of complete this and move into our uh, news for the night, if that's okay with y'all. You speculation um, you news. I, I saw last week's show be you spamming. The- yeah, there you go. Nice. There um, you go. I want to talk about our first story tonight. Um, what do you guys think is a lot of money? Thirty dollars. Thirty dollars is a lot of money. Um, what about seventeen point five billion dollars? That's, that's a little bit more money. <laughs> a little bit more than you a lot with that. Yeah, I think you know. I think I'd be okay. I think I could think about retiring if I had that much. Um, no, so Unity, the Unity program is uh, the trying to be bought by App Lovin, which is some. I was like, what is App Lovin? I had to go for that first. So, has any of you ever heard of App Lovin? I had not. I had to look them up. Yeah, not off the top of my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was very, very like in my head subconsciously thinking of Mick Levin from oh, yeah, Super Bad. Right. The whole time I was like, "Oh, he made an app. Cool, good for him." Format and everything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so today the in Unity News, uh, Unity struck a one billion dollar deal to with a joint venture in China and partners of the venture, which are called Unity China. It's uh, TikTok's parent company, ByteDance and Alibaba. Um, but this is a big merger. Unity's a big big program that a lot of people want to use and they're calling it 20 but i read it was 17.5 billion um and this video we're referencing here is from TechCrunch, by the way yeah TechCrunch. um so yeah they're going to make a proposal by unity is is what it looks like and if you don't know what unity is it's a game designing software um it's like the game designing software right it is yeah pokemon go animal crossing call of duty just to name a few and that kind of shows you the breadth of what they have there Unity also made some pretty smart moves in the last five years where they allowed creators to put um, assets on a store and sign up with creators. And they can just put them in their games, right? Yeah, it's fostered a lot of really good um, integration with game devs from what I've seen out in the community. So Unity has some skeletons in their closet. You've heard them or seen them in the news in the past. But a $20 billion acquisition of Unity does not surprise me. See, I I didn't know about any of the issues with Unity going on. I mean, it was a couple years ago, and I can't even speak to them offhand, but I know that they had some bad press that was coming out, so I'm sure the internet will have their pitchforks for them at some point. As they always do. Right, but I mean, it is a cool concept in regard to what they're doing for the gaming industry. Um, I don't know a ton about App 11, admittedly. I mean, from what I read, it's kind of a shadow company out of Palo Alto, and there's so much money moving through that Palo Alto area that it wouldn't surprise me that an acquisition's coming out of the Well, it's like Google and Alphabet, right? Where it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, Alphabet owns this, and then Google, yeah. Um, To me, what's really surprising, too, when I saw that, I was like, only $20 because in my Mm -hmm. mind, I'm still thinking of the $70 billion acquisition of Activision, right? So now... I'm I'm a little worried in my head about how desensitized I am to these numbers. Right. Uh, oh yeah, just seventy billion. Yeah. yeah. Casually. Yeah. <laughs> well, like as a kid, you think a million dollars. Like I still think a million dollars. Hell, I think ten thousand. I think a hundred dollars is a lot of money. Right. I'm like, yeah. All right. Awesome. So to see this kind of money be thrown around, it's uh, it's wild to me. Um. 
Mm -hmm. It really is. I just, it's, I, I don't know how I feel about if for developers, if this affects them in any way. Um, but you know, the, what's something that does affect someone is, I don't know if you guys have been following the NFL, my favorite thing, NFL, I'm a football coach too, and NFL season's upon us, but the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray, he is a, the quarterback, if you did not know for the Arizona Cardinals, he's a big time Twitch streamer, and the big controversy in the last few weeks was he got offered a contract extension for, I believe, $250 million, but they put in a clause and it was like you have to study film for four hours and not let like can't be on your phone, can't do this. Basically, it was then like you can't play video games because he streams, right? And oddly enough, too, now people have like dove into his streaming, which I think he has about eighty thousand followers on Twitch. He plays worse. He's a big, he's a Madden guy and a Call of Duty guy, right? And he's not bad, um, but he plays really bad on Devil Weekend. They like people have gone in and researched that. And then the big thing that's really embarrassing at press conferences, they've had to go and talk and be like. Hey, what's the deal with this clause? He's like, it's really offensive. Like, they don't think I study film. Um, but my favorite thing is the memes. So Kyler Murray is the shortest quarterback in the NFL. And like every comment, yeah, he's like five eight or five nine. Oh, and the wow. comments are like hey, after you eat your vegetables and do your homework, you can play your video. It's all like your little kid memes about him. Um, <laughs> the internet. Then it's wild. No chill, no chill for sure. No chill, no chill at all, man. But do you think asking to study film for four hours and not play video games is a big deal to have in your contract? I mean, it should be expected because, like, dude, you play pro football and you're getting paid a lot of money. So, like, you should probably, you know, do your job. And, like, someone shouldn't be like, hey, don't play video games. You got a game tomorrow or you got, you know, workouts tomorrow. It's just like. And he's not missing workouts. And statistically, so they kind of collapse in the playoffs and everyone like the news was he's a finger pointer so they tried to put all the blame on the quarterback and he played pretty bad that playoff game yeah. so i think there's some backlash to that but like the, the video games were the focal point to it and then so all the gamers are like well let's go look at his stats and like yeah it, it's he's not like playing on game day he's not playing the night before a game but there are stories where he's like left to go like, oh, I'm going to go game with my friends. Like that's more important to him, which, you know, there's the other quarterback that's in big trouble with the law because of his time at massage parlors. I'd rather have my quarterback be in trouble for playing video games than like trying to find somebody to help him out. Right? Yeah. Well, you know, video games, man. Pro athletes should have hobbies too, you know, right. as long as it's not interfering with their practice, training or whatever, you know, like they all have to go home for the night and un and unwind and relax in some way. So if you want to play games, then yeah, go I mean, for that's it. what it well, Yeah. We Shelby, are you pulling up his stats sports. right now? No, I'm pulling up what he's being compensated because the question becomes, would you take $12.6 million to stop playing video games? Yes. Yeah. For for like a football season, listen. Here's the other yeah, thing, though. Right. Long game, he can play video games a lot longer than he can play football. So if you really well, this is I, I, true. I think that true. this is the I think this is the more interesting part of the story is that you have, this is actually quite common amongst a lot of athletes across a bunch of different sports is that a lot of them are getting into streaming and playing mm -hmm. sports and as esports, right? As various competitive games kind of rise up, you see this sort of crossover where people are going exactly what you're saying, Casey, where they're going. I can play Madden, I can play 2K, I can play Smash way longer on my body than I could play 
<clears throat> play in the NFL. And especially, you know, for me, I always think back to like when I, the very first time I saw a video game where people got really paid, which was when Dota 2 came to Seattle. Oh yeah. The, and, the internationals. Yeah. Yeah. With, I, I regret not going to that and having the experience. There um, are less head in the chat. There's less head injuries in esports too. Um, yeah, I agree. That's, Only, that's mild. Only mild. Yeah. So like when they when it came six years in a row to Seattle and that first year, like ten years ago, it was a million bucks for first yeah. place. And then they and then Valve was really smart, right? And they doubled down on their documentary that they made about the tournament free to play that documentary. If you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. Super motivational. But like now you have all these athletes going like, I've seen tons of them just like, Oh, I could play in this tournament. I can go do this. I can make a million bucks here. I can. So now you're getting some uh, siphoning of the talent pool and esports is kind of drawing some of these people over. Like, well, if I, I'm either going to sit on the bench all season or I could be a third string, uh, third string, um, Quarterback, player, right? Mean. Well, yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, I have third string quarterback, third string like backup kicker, clutch job. Yes. Like just oh, show yes. up, you know. job, you can't. My running gag with my football yeah. players is, "You want to know the sign of a good kicker?" And they're like, "What?" No one talks about them. That, that's when you're doing well, you know. But well, I mean, I mean, back to the story. I don't, I don't think that they're out of line to ask him not to play video games. Like, right. I think he's played you know, way too much money to catch a ball and run in a circle. And he like, throw, he chubby, he throws the ball. He, okay. I mean, <laughs> but the point is he's throwing or catching a ball and he's, oh, and he's compensated a ton of mon- yeah. money, like top 1% in, in America, I would imagine. So, I mean, like if they want to say, Hey, don't play a game, don't play video games for X amount of months. Cause football lasts what? Five, five months. It's um, September to January. September, January. So nine months. No, uh, public school education. September, uh, September to October, January, November, January. December. That's five. five January months. is different than June, in case anybody's wondering. <laughs> yeah, so five yeah, months yeah. is um, what, Maybe it, what February I meant to say. if you go to the ship. But point being, like, if you have to take a half year off a of video game, so be it. And then if you play in the off season and you'd rather do that, then say goodbye to your contract. But, like, yeah. these sports organizations are pouring a ton of liquid asset into these players to make these work. And they're just trying to ensure their assets that doesn't show up broken um, you know yeah. i mean it'd be the same thing if desmond rodman was going and getting drunk in la for time for a Dude, long haven't you seen the documentary where jordan had to go get him out of a hotel he yeah. went on a 10-day bender and jordan's like come to practice and he left and i guess carmen electra was hiding under the sheets and she heard him he's like he was mad it's like rodman they still you know that was a different era before like um so <laughs> Counterpoint, Kyle Murray, Murray should go to his coach and be like, look, here are your options. I'm going to play video games or I'm going to go get drunk in Vegas and make right. a fool of you. Right. And then so just to wrap this story up, do you want to take a guess what last year's international, how much money was uh, invested in the last year's international? Uh, 30 million. 10 million? How much? 30 million. That's close. What do you think, oh, Casey? I said ten, so I was under. He, uh, okay, he, Shelby, what do you think? How much without looking it up? Uh, the top prize for TI. Yeah, just the the tournament like investment total. Oh, total investment, uh, like five hundred million. Oh, I mean uh, winnings. Fifty winnings. Uh, more more than fifty. Forty. 
40 is the right answer. 40 oh, million oh, oh, prize, million prize pool. There. Yeah, 40 million prize pool. Uh, 41. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, over. I busted. Well, no, esports were the, there was a big esports weekend this weekend too. It was Evo. That's what I was trying to tell. So I sent mm-hmm. Shelby like it was Evo this past weekend. Um, and, you know, it's been Evo has been under a lot of controversy. It got one, COVID had stopped it. They tried to do the online one. The original person who ran Evo was like, he got canceled for right reasons because he was abusing his power and doing some inappropriate things. So now uh, this is the first Evo without Smash in a long time because Sony bought it. Um, and I watched, did you guys get to watch any of the Evo finals? I did not, no. No, I did not. I was I, the highlights. Yeah, I, I'm an Evo guy because it was like, one. it's one of the first, um, like, esports that was really on ESPN. People forget that uh, the Street Fighter Championships have been on there for a long time, at least. Unlike ESPN 8, the Ocho. But uh, uh, what do you think the payout is for the uh, Street Fighter? Street Fighter. Yeah, Street Fighter Five is the big is Street Fighter Five is the big game. Um, is Evo. Fifteen million. Fifteen million for the person that wins it. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say seven million. Seven million. Okay. Yeah, my guess is ten. Five. Okay. Hold on, I'm pulling it up. I'm gonna let you guys know <laughs> that. It, it, no, 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 oh, no. I know this. Oh, it's less no. than a million. It's not. It's not in the millions. It's. Oh, it's like in the hundreds no. of thousands. Oh, what a oh really? It's all way oh. off, man. You guys are way off. Street Fighter because it's not. It's not a team. It's not a team. It's an individual, right? So like they got sponsored for it. Dota's only groups of five, though. Yeah, but that's going to the teams, going to the sponsor. Street Fighter is one v one, like it's. Uh, and I guess it was prizes cool. in general too. Right. Well, and also prizes. the way the way that Dota d- derives their prize pool is like all, all most of the money that they make. So Dota Two is free to play, right? The entire game is free to play. Most of the money that they get from their prize pool in Dota is done from the like the p- battle passes and the different. However much people spend on the game throughout the, the year, a portion I... of that goes towards the the TI tournament. Right, so it's a uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, let's uh, move on to our last story. Super yeah. Punch Out has a hidden two player mode, and you can use it on Switch right now. It looks like Casey, are you giddy? Uh, you could. I mean, I have it on the SNES Classic, but I think it's perfect because Corbin and Evan that was their first video. If we want to go yeah, to no, great callback now, I. I had a Berenstein Bear moment with this, and I was like, I thought I knew this. I think everybody knew this. And I'm trying to convince myself that this is not, like, because this is 30 years old, if you guys want to feel really old. This game came out 28 years old. Two years, it's 30. Yeah. But I feel like, I was like, I thought people knew that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I thought I knew this or I heard this. I had, like, a, a, the Berenstein Bears, you know, like, no, Berenstein Bears, right? No, Berenstein Bears. Uh, but... Maybe I you, have you. Do you ever feel like that there's someone out there like uh, Seth Rogen did the Duck Hunt secret years ago, right? Where he said something about Duck Hunt and everyone on the internet blew their mind. Do you guys remember this? Hold on, I'm not I making this up. Duck Hunt. Uh, duck what hunt. was it? Secret. I'm pulling it up right now because this was it the was thing. Uh, you could use the second play controller on Nintendo to control the duck. Oh wow! No, I did not know that. Oh, I was but, unaware. I knew that too. My, uh, I knew that because I, my dad, when I played it with him, he'd be like, go grab the controller just so he'd think I would play. And then he realized because I was like four or five, 
I was moving the duck. He's like, oh, you're actually doing it. Um, I thought that was common knowledge too, but the internet freaked out. I feel like I'm waiting for someone to be like, I put a video out about this in 2010. And um, why would they hide this? Like if they actually had the ability to just have two players play this, why wouldn't they advertise that? I don't know. It's weird. I kind of like this though too, where it's like, 30 years down the line, the programmers like got them. Like they've been waiting, you know, like they're somewhere. It's cool. Off. Not it's too cool off. Yeah. Yeah. Like I played Super Punch Out a lot back in the day. It was like, actually, I, I played Mike Tyson's Punch Out first, but I yeah. beat Super Punch Out first. I yeah. just had an easier time with it. But I played like, yeah, the time trial, trying to improve my best times and all that stuff. And I never played the two player mode. I don't know if I really knew of it, but regardless, I didn't try it or do it ever. Yeah, I I kind of want to go do it. I think it'd be a fun stream and it, to do like, hey, I'm gonna play with my son, and he's gonna be little Mac, and I'm gonna be uh, whatever like Bald Bull, obviously, or not King Hippo, or the big lumberjack man, and yeah. just wail on him. <laughs> go to go, go to town on him, yeah. It's because probably no one read the manuals. That's true, yeah. too. I feel like Ooh, the manuals, yeah, yeah that could have been in there. I feel like they would have put, like, if it was in the manuals, we would have found out. This wouldn't have been a story otherwise, right? Well, like, but, well, people freak out when they're like, oh, if you had the four-player plug-in on Secret Mana, you could play three-player, too, you know? Yeah. yeah. One of the biggest, like, secrets I remember that, like, a lot of people found out after, this, this is probably, like, close to 10, 10 years ago now, but I remember there was some like side quests in Final Fantasy IX that a lot of people found out about like 20 years after it came out. Oh. Um, I forget exactly what it was. Evan, I'm not sure if you remember. I thought I remember like sharing you that link a long time ago. It was on Kotaku, I think. I don't know. Some Maybe. It was some like kind of like long kind of mm-hmm. like, I don't want to say fetch quest, but like it had a lot of like gradual steps throughout the game that triggered us at triggered at certain moments. Okay, I think it'll obviously call a little bit. Yeah, it's in one of the cities, maybe like Lindblom or something. I don't know. I'm sure. If- oh, I saw this in Kotaku earlier too. It's like a weird dialogue, right? Oh, and they happened in Final Fantasy IX recently too, where you could get like a secret subset dialogue. Someone finally unlocked it like 20 years later. That's like these things are happening now. Because people, yeah, are, it's, you know, it's crazy, you know, that developers put so much like extra stuff in this, you know, in certain games that it's crazy that people are just now finding out about it like decades later, you know, just it just it's like a testament to how much stuff really goes into these games. Yeah, I and I the thing is too, now everybody data mines games, right? So mm-hmm. I'm always kind of surprised. I'm like, how come like no one's like gone back and looked at the the files or the code like it's obviously something that not in my skill house i can't do that but i'd be curious to know like hey uh what why i'm i want i want people to go back to more games now and uh do that to be honest more games more games more games are always good um, <laughs> but you know what else is good i want to ask you shelby and everyone in company tonight what have you guys been watching or what you watching? What you watching? What you watching? What you watching? Do you like that? It looks like my cat. Do you like that? It looks like my cat, Shelby. It looks like my cat. Your cat's is a ginger cat. Actually, my cat passed. I'm just gonna make the opposite. Did it really? Yeah, it did. 
the observation that it looks like everyone's cat because like everyone has the same looking cat. The brown and white cat, yeah. That's yeah. right, yeah. No, it's it's all good. What you watching, said the kitty cat. So, um, yeah, we sometimes watch shows. We sometimes talk about them. Normally, we talk about a wife show or a show that you're forced to watch with your uh, significant other or friend or family member mm-hmm. um, and then something that you actually want to watch. So yeah. uh, if anything comes to mind, launch on in. Yeah, in the chat. Uh, Corbin, Evan, what are you guys watching? Like, what's something that's piqued your interest? Uh, um, like, be a movie, TV, any recs for the people watching or listening? What were we just watching? Yeah. The most recent show we watched together was season three of The Boys. Oh, uh, yeah. It on Amazon Prime. I don't know if you guys are No, I, I've been waiting, and I need to do that. Boys is great. Tell me, how yeah. far in did you get? Um, we uh, finished it, yeah. Okay. So, so We actually went back and watched... Uh, that kind of animated spinoff series of it. Our buddy Parker did the whole Hootie and the Blowfish scene in the animated one. He's a oh, really? voice actor animator and he really? came on. Oh, wow. and I was like, so That's is cool. Hootie and the Blowfish ruined for you? He's like, yeah, I can't ever listen to it again because <laughs> you're in that scene. So I what did you guys think? Was it, did it live up to the hype for the you? The season? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a really good season. You know, I'll try not to, like, without spoiling, obviously, anything that happens, like, I like the ending. There was, like, one episode in particular I thought was, like, really, really awesome, you know. Um, Did they leave it up for a season four? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've been – I have my last week of summer vacation, and that's on my, like, okay, I need to watch this next week because I know I will sit and go through the whole – yeah, it's I'll big. say it's much better than I anticipated. I was like, okay, I don't know why I bounced off of this like early season two, but I watched it all and I would recommend it. So I'm even more impressed with it because um, superhero shows is such a crowded space right now. And I think they still did something pretty special. I agree. I, yeah, I think uh, the actor that plays uh, Homelander just does a very good job at making him just look like un unhinged and just totally un- very tense un- un- predictable you know like anytime he's on screen you don't know if he's just gonna start blasting like everyone and just you know yeah he, he has Star. like that hollow smile yeah, that he does so well mm. he's very yeah. good with, like facial expressions yeah. well just when he stares at the screen too it's the eyes he 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 it's like I, when i look into his eyes it's like i hear the beatles for the first time no uh it's he really just kills it with that too and the subtle like smiles like you see all the clips go around too where like they use his reactions to like win you oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah a lot of memes with them for mm-hmm. sure yeah he's, oh, yeah he's in some other show where he's a cop that there's a clip going around that i'm like oh i want to go because i he's a really good actor i enjoy watching him i'm like all right i'm afraid he may get like he, he, i don't know if you'll be able to see him in any other role after seeing him oh uh, that's yeah kind of get like type typecast as Homelander. You can't imagine him as anyone else. Just right. always a bad guy. He has to do a, just a pure comedy or something really off the cuff. That's where in yeah. He could work in a comedy. Yeah. yeah. He's funny. Yeah. He has funny he parts. He does have some funny like jobs. lines in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed that. I recently caught up on that um, and I was really happy that I did. Another um, show that I'm catching up on that I'm behind on is uh, Stranger Things. <laughs> oh yeah. We watched I that. just started yeah. that actually i'm on i'm on season one episode four i'm like okay. right, time to watch just this. started it oh wow yeah. nice. it it's came out when did it come out it came out 2018 when stranger things maybe 
something like that. It yeah, was a while back. I bet it was prior to 18. Then 16. So my son was one, and then my daughter was born two years later. And it's like, okay, I'll get to this eventually. Um, but I, it's uh, it's totally D and I do like that. I do. Like yeah. that. So oh, yeah. it's season four. Hi, is- our first subscriber says I enjoyed Stranger Things season four, but I'm not super excited for season five. I just finished season three, and um, I'm really hoping season three. Four is better than season three. Like, Everyone's really geeked out on season I, I'll four. Be better than three, personally. Yeah, I would say season three might be my least favorite of all yeah. the seasons. I still enjoyed it, but yeah, I, yeah. I think it's kind of like they because all the seasons flow right into one giant overall story, right? Mm-hmm. And it kind of seems like it's season three is the down action that builds up to season four's like insanity. Is what someone said to me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> It's time. Yeah. Season four does do a lot of things differently. I will say. I guess may, maybe not everyone might like some of those changes, um, but uh, it, it definitely takes things in a different direction. I feel like uh, we got the contrarian in the chat. Uh-oh. Season three was actually favorite. Oh, shit. All right. Hunter, yeah, you're so killing me, small. Obviously, mine is just favorite. Not a universal fact, but yeah. Well, listen, I've I've already watched my thirty hours of this show. I'm going to finish it at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, might as well. Three seasons. I mean, what's ten more hours? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Right. No, but I I am enjoying the ride. I I guess the hype train has has got me thinking it's here, and then maybe it's not hitting those same heights. But that's my own fault for getting in getting excited. What's your wife show? <sighs> the wife show. <laughs> White show, girlfriend show, boyfriend show, partner show. Everybody has a show they watch with their significant other that they maybe don't care for, but they secretly love. Right? We all have it. We watch it because we actually enjoy it. Oh, my gosh. It's QT Um, time. But it's also like you can – I have a wife show that we're watching heavily right now. So right now that the girls are – go ahead. What what do you have? uh, uh, Southern Charm. Which is on Bravo, and it's oh, no. uh, it's reality oh, no. trash. It's Bravo a soap opera. Need to say, no. yeah, Bravo. It's a soap opera. It's people that live in Charleston, and Charleston's kind of my understanding is a big little city or a little big city in a way. Like everybody's in everybody's business, but they're also like, can, can, you guys, Kansas is kind of considered like southern in a way, right? With its like practicalities, but not like. It's not- True Southern, but it's like Midwest, kind of Midwest. North, but it's like it's that Bible Belt. You guys don't have the full-on accent, but I think I don't think you actually have the same like uh like they all hate each other, but then they'll go to parties with each other and pretend like nothing's wrong. And they're like, it's just how we do it in the South. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, none of <laughs> I would not hang out with any of you. And um, it is wild. Obviously, they're getting paid. And you got to, like, you know, like, if you're watching a TV or you study film or television, whatever, it's like, okay, they're doing this because they want to incite, right? Like, everybody loves hate. Um, but it's mind rot, for sure. But I love to just be like, oh, man, that lady is so, such a trashy woman to my wife. Just to just to rile her up. And be like, I don't think Shep's that bad. <laughs> like, I think Shep's fine. He's just living his life. Uh, One Sunday, we watched, like, three episodes of Is It Cake? That was big in my house for a while, too. And I hated myself after I finished (laughs) it. I was like, I am the problem in America. Why did I sit here and not only watch it, but let my family watch it as well? How how often could you guess if it was cake? Not very often. That was the part that got me most frustrated. 
Did like, it become like a Japanese show as well? Like I think so. That's where he got inspired from. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just one episode of it. My son got really into it, and it was like a whole and it because it's like family friendly, right? You know, so like you're all in there. I'm like, all right, let's see. Is it cake? Is <laughs> it cake? It's a simple concept, but and then I was always my son asked a good point, like, do they eat them? Does it is it they eating these cakes? That was what he was waiting for. He was something to show about like, is it cake? We're all gonna eat cake. And I'm like, no, son, they just throw it away. And he's like, that's not okay, Dad. That's the way right. cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Phil, what are you watching? Well, I'm very grateful that my wife, she only likes shows that are really messed up. So we oh. only watch things that have to do with violence and murder and true crime. And true crime uh, right, well, right now we're watching Station Eleven, which is like uh, on HBO. And it's kind of, it's like a, it was filmed during the pandemic. And you can kind of tell like, it's all about a flu that takes over. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever watched that show, uh, The Leftovers. Um the Leftovers was on, on HBO a few years ago, and it was like kind of this really messed up show that was kind of weird and quirky and artsy. And it was like, what is going on here? And they had all these weird characters and like these cults and everybody was doing all these things. So uh, it's it's cool. We finished Stranger Things a few weeks ago. Um, but yeah, it's only cr- true crime dramas. There's only, <laughs> right, anything on Netflix that somebody, we watched a documentary the other night about some um yoga instructor who was like kind of a pos i don't know what it was called is it the one in california like the big famous one yeah the big famous guy so we were like looking up because my wife she on her way home from work she listens to like podcasts about con artists so yeah i would love a really good con artist show like where's so we looked up the list of like she's like i don't understand why these people always fall for it so we was it the the bikram guy the bikram yeah that's yeah yeah, that's it so it's like like an hour yeah an hour and a half movie so that's it's only messed up shows at my house i know we like those two we watched like that fire festival but there was the other one with the uh the the tinder swindler was obviously another good one where i was like these i'm like I, I was, my wife was like, how are you, know, like these poor women. I'm like, you watched, why did no one talk to them about this? You watch the lady, the lady uh, con artist too, right? The Anna the one, album. like, you're so yeah. basic. Yeah, yeah, you're oh, so basic. Oh, the yeah. Anna Delvey or whatever. Anna Delvey, yeah. Is there like an HBO did. show called like, The Great Hustle or uh, Hustle yeah. Something? Like yeah, a, there was like an HBO uh, Max show that had like, a bunch of scam artists and stuff. Yeah, it was cool, but yep. they had some interesting uh, episodes on that, yeah. All of those. But I will say, Anna, inventing Anna was the show. Yeah. To, to your point earlier about yeah. like overblown acting and like really bad acting, I was watching this show with my son the other day on Netflix uh, called Floor is Lava. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. And I was, yes. and I was like, this is. I was watching it. I was like, this is so bad. This is like one of the worst shows I've ever watched. And my son. I mean, he had never even heard of the concept of Floor is Lava, so, like, he was super into it. He was like, are they going to make it? And I'm like, dude, someone is always going to make it in every single episode. But uh, I was just seen... looking at the – yeah, I was looking at the acting, and I'm like, oh, this is, like – especially as you get older, too. Like, you start yeah. feel – I start feeling embarrassed. Like, I'm watching it, and I'm like – I'm feeling embarrassed right now because of how overacted this is and to try to generate that hype. So I, after like five episodes, I'm like, dude, we gotta, we gotta turn this off. This is Have just you seen any from the second season yet? Yes. 
So the second season, they ramp up the intros on those people, and they are so over the top that you can't even handle it. Like, the YouTube influencers are just ridiculous. Well, when when American Gladiators to come back. Like, when when we... Or Guts. You remember Guts on Nickelodeon? I want the real game shows to come back. Make or what about you? What's the, again? That is my platform what's, right now. What's the, what's the um? What was the show? XQC like extreme? Extreme oh, MXC. Yeah, MXC. Which, yes, which is that was actually is based on it. Yes. yes, that that when that show came out, it was done with overacting, but it was like kind of tongue in cheek, and it was really it was actually really funny. Yeah, the videos were great. Like, I always make this complaint, right? Like when I look at like British television and I think I made this joke a few episodes ago, when you look at like British television and then you look at American television. So like Gordon Ramsay, right? You look at um, kitchen nightmares. He goes in there and he's like really gentle and sweet. And he's like teaching them. Like he's still kind of an asshole, but he's like, sorry, he's, he's still like teaching them how to cook. He's like being nice, but then they get to the American version and it's like, he's screaming at them and there's all this drama or, the prime film, right? I, uh, 28 Days Later. You watch 28 Days Later and it's like really subtle and it's like super good and it's got these deep philosophical points and then an American studio buys it out and you look at 28 Weeks Later and it's just same franchise, right? Just completely murder. different. Yeah. It's oh, just yeah. murder. People getting their, like there's like four scenes in a row with people getting their eyes gouged out. Yeah. Like, dude, we're just- I never just saw that one top. actually. 28 Days Later is a great movie, though. Yeah, yeah. you're not missing much. Um, so, yeah, spare, I, spare yourself. I know we need to wind down, but have any of you seen the Channel 5 News Network on YouTube? It used to be you're called about, All Gas, No Breaks. Yeah, All Gas Break. Oh, yeah, got, got, oh, with that one guy. The, uh, the, the yeah, yeah. So we, I hung out with Doctor Z this weekend, and he introduced me to this, and we straight up watched like four hours of this. Oh, he's and great! Have you seen? Oh, that's one of the <laughs> best YouTube away. channels. I've watched them forever. The one that's my favorite thing about him is he's really like good at pulling people out. He kind of like he he leads them with questions, but he's inquisitive in a way. Um, and he showed both sides. He's not like indicted. Like he goes to a gun convention, right? And there's a scene where he's like looking down the barrel of a gun. And you see a responsible gun over go, don't do that. <laughs> he comes up and talks to him. Please don't do that. And he has like an honest conversation. Like, no, if you want to learn how to use a gun, you should, you should never do that. Like he's ever, ever. Like, and he's like, I didn't, you know, he's like, he kind of messes with them again. So based, gotta, on our, based on our conversation here, going from like Hulu to Stranger Things yeah. to like all these different superhero movies, then to reality TV show and now to Channel 5 News, I think we need to rename this segment, What's Wrong with America? What's wrong? Well, hold on. I guess there's a lot, there's, dude. There's so there's that a list to go on and on. Yeah. But. <laughs> um, but that YouTube, his channel, he has another video that he always talks about. You had to pay for it, where he goes to Greek Row at the University of Alabama. And when you watch interviews of him, like, what's the most scared you've ever been? He goes, when I went to Greek Row in Alabama, he's like, there was like a why, like he's like, you could feel the tension. He said it was wild. So, because my favorite one is when he goes to the uh, Talladega. And they're like, everyone oh, wants to see yeah. their butthole. He keeps yeah. saying that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, what is going on with these people? But maybe you want to go check out one of those races. Like, <laughs> That's what did it for you. That's like, a- all right. <laughs> Gotta go. I gotta see this uh, early. Honey, we have even. to go to this race. I don't even like racing, but we have to go for this reason. Just Watch for the, the people watching. Yeah. yeah. I haven't yeah, seen a whole lot of his stuff, but he was on an episode of a uh, Hot Ones like a while back that me and Evan just watched. I, 
I don't know if you guys know that YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah. Interview celebs with all, with all the different wings, uh, flavors, and heat intensities. But, yeah, he was on one of those recently, and uh, it was pretty interesting. Kind of went into his creative process and yeah. kind of like kind of like what you were saying. He tries to, like, be pretty open-minded and kind of, like, play both sides and, like, hear both sides out without, like, trying to, like, cater towards any specific viewpoint kind of. He's a local guy for us too. He's from Seattle. I don't yeah, know that man. show. Oh, he like was a high school yeah. dropout. Yeah, and he's an interesting dude. Um, well, Evan Corbin, as we wrap it down, that I want to thank you guys for coming on and talking to us about video games and everything in between. Uh, where can people find more of your stuff and find you guys? Um, so our YouTube channel, obviously, is a uh, Gaming Productions. We're on Instagram under the same name. Our Twitter handle, I think, is is it just G Productions? G B yeah, yeah G B Productions. Productions. Yeah, yeah. I think gaming gaming productions was taken or something. So squatters, how dare they? Right, right. Cool. But yes, that's pretty much it. Thanks for yeah. uh, thanks for having us as well. It's been yeah. a lot of fun. Well, well we'd love to have you back in the future and anytime you want to come Absolutely. on and talk about something. Like the worst video game characters, we're here for you to incite the violence. We'll play bad games in, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Casey, Casey wants you to come back, and give the top five pets of JRPGs, but they all have to be golden retrievers in some capacity. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, that mine's mine yeah, right. the cone of shame. Uh-huh. Oh no, <laughs> she just she just got fixed. So that's why I was gone last week. They were they were giving me a hard time because I'm being a good dog owner. I'm like, hey, I got to stay up with this thing. But, uh, yeah. It's nice. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, uh, thanks. Thanks, thanks, guys. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. Yeah. Thanks for being on with us to, uh, tonight. If you're uh, listening to this on an auto podcast, go out of your way and check out Gaming Productions. They got a YouTube channel. You heard about it. Our socials are in the attached description. You also have a Discord. Come in and chat with us. Also, we're on Twitch. Just affiliate on TikTok. That's right. I said TikTok. We're on YouTube short. We're on a podcast here. If you would kindly leave us a review, please do so. Five stars would be so kind. Well, that's a wrap for this week. We are out. Play games. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you so much.